LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Mm. One Thing's brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. We'd love to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. Today's episode is about preparing for Term 2. Term 2, is a, it's a bit of a tricky term, isn't it? Why? Well, we've just come out of uh, Easter. We're heading into winter. Uh, it's, it's not that you want to slow down, but you've often run hard in that first term. Yeah, I think that's right. That's what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, then why'd you go, mmm? No, no, it's just... <laughs> I, well, a I lot was, of mmming today. No, and well, a lot of... We've already just... We had to do a few re-records because... Derek's just, you know, not realising that mmm comes up on the uh, record. I'm off my game. You are. It was, a, it was a verbal emoji. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> 15 minutes, eh? Anyway, let's get to the topic. What are we talking about? Term for now, two. For now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Keeping focused in term two. Today's podcast is brought to you by Extia, bookkeeping and payroll that works for you. For all your bookkeeping, payroll, and BAS needs for your church or business, visit our friends at Xdia. That's exdia.com.au. And now back to the podcast. Okay, well, so as you flagged and, and I mmmed too, tell me what's unique about term two. It comes back at term one. What's term two? Well, often it's taken a lot of energy just to get off the ground. Uh, we've had to restart uh, ministries, uh, re, you know, restart not only restarting teams but also having a whole bunch of new team members joining teams. Uh, we've started small groups, uh, and so that has meant re-energizing existing small groups, but also finding leaders and and actually getting new members onboarded for those. Uh, we've hopefully had a whole bunch of newcomers come over uh, January, end of Jan, start of Feb, and so uh, our 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 courses should hopefully be over, overloaded just from that first term. But we've, we've often had more people in that sort of first three-month period that we're going to get probably for the rest of the uh, you know nine months of the year. Uh, and then term one, well, it ends with Easter. And so you've got that kind of mad rush. And again, I know you've always got a good Friday and Jesus always rises on, uh, on Easter Sunday. But how are you going to be presenting that? How are you going to be thinking about that this year? Um, and what are you going to be doing to you know create heat over Easter? Uh, as well. Well, I think the other thing this year, actually, a few churches that we've been talking to, um, I've been talking to and hearing from, this is the first year for a number of years where it's been normal, actually. Term one has been normal. There's been any sort of uh, confidence that actually we aren't going to be shut down, things aren't going to go crazy. And so I think coming off the back of tiredness, there is a, um, I think, a confidence that term two will at least be a normal term two as per before. And so the build up to Easter. Hopeful, hopeful mission heat that's been there uh, and coming off the back. So what, what would you normally see in Term 2 then? Well, I think the other thing that's happening in Term 1 is this is often when you're getting new staff members as well. So for those churches with you know more than one staff, you've actually got new staff members joining your teams as well. And so in some ways, it's kind of like a false start. You've got someone joining and there's just a reality. It's going to take them 90 days to kind of get settled in and, and starting. And you've probably had the expectation as a, as a senior minister Oh great! You know, Derek's finally arrived. Everything's going to start happening in that area. But to realise, well, no, they've got to do a whole bunch of relational work 
it's not going to be um, you know, all guns blazing straight away. Mm. Yep. All right. So term two, you come off the back of Easter. You've had a, a, a hopefully a whole bunch of visitors, a whole bunch of people putting their hand up to do whatever Christian explore course you've got. What can you expect going then? Well, for some industries, it's about maintaining. You know, so that a lot of the work has, has has been done in first term to kick off groups, for example, and so now it's about you know hygiene, meeting up with leaders, making sure uh, you know groups are going well, uh, making sure the structures you've got for sort of regular hygiene in in groups are happening. Uh, for others, there's a bit of storming and norming happening. Uh, so for many, many, uh, this might be a key mission season. So for smaller churches, particularly post Easter, it's often a good time in your calendar to be running a. Uh, check out Jesus course uh, and so you're putting a lot of energy hopefully from the following up contacts uh, warm contacts from Easter and warm contacts from first term uh, encouraging them to jump into uh, an evangelistic course and, and, and start getting in your conversion engine uh, I guess recognizing as well again your own team um, you know hopefully you're starting to settle into some you know some norm you know norming patterns uh, as the year goes and actually starting to uh, to perform. Mm. So I think for again senior leader here, what are you, what wins are you celebrating? Um, wh- paying attention to your staff and how they're going, uh, their capacity, you know, their energy, their health, uh, you know, that that's something you want to be, I think, paying paying attention to in uh, in term term two, celebrating what what's happened in the first term. Um, yeah, I so, tell you the other thing that's interesting in hitting into term two is. Often term one is an easier, from, from New Year's up until the end of term one, is an easier preaching program to put together. Because often in, in the summer months, you're either doing, you know, you sometimes doing randoms, psalms, um, you're getting people to feel in, or you have a summer series you've got where it's, you know, questions people might ask. And then in the lead up to this, you're doing a gospel. And so you, you're kind of leading in. So the preaching is actually easier to plan in term one. And the, the not the danger, but the thing, it can feel a little bit like you're changing gears post-Easter. All right, we're doing John's Gospel, ending with the resurrection, um, and it's exciting, and we're going to do One Chronicles next. Uh, it's going to be great. But the, it's a different gear. Mm. And so it, while, you're, while you're leading with that mission into uh, Easter, Term 2 can not feel like a letdown in any way, but it, it is just a change of gears as to how the year is working. I yeah, yeah. I mean, Term 1 as well, you've, you've hopefully... Uh, led with a bit of vision as well and talked about the year ahead. Uh, so you've got all those little bits of energy that are hap- happening uh, as well. Now, w- what do leaders need to watch for term two particularly? Uh, energy, their energy levels. Um, I think it can be – well, here's a couple of things. I reckon. One is I can, it can be hard if you don't go away at least because often people leading churches are there. Um, there can feel a little bit of resentfulness that everyone else has had a good time, but you've worked all the way through, um, and you're heading to term two. So there can be some tiredness. I think term three is often the, the peak tiredness time, but if you don't get a few days off there, it can feel like you are just running hard. Um, it is that, um, because there is a lot heading back off, off the back end of, uh, Easter as well to do follow up. You've mentioned Christian explain courses. You've still got to preach. Um, there can be a bit of, I suppose, disconnection between what you're doing. So if you're running Christian explain, but you, now you're not building up in your sermon series to that as well, a bit of disconnection between the, uh, the vision of the church, what you're doing and what's actually happening on the ground. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think probably a few things can fray. If people are away over that period as well, um, the quality quality might be the wrong word, but you understand what I mean. The, the quality of things that happen in church can drop um, because people aren't around and they're just dragging themselves back to term two. So, I, again, we want to say we know this is happening. We know that 
you know, the holiday period's uh, about to happen, you're, you're aware of that performance quality dropping, paying attention to those teams, paying attention who's away. Um, maybe just changing, changing, you know, the look and feel of, of church over that April period as well might be helpful. So rather than having a full band, uh, you know, putting up one of your better singer, uh, singer band leaders uh, with a smaller band, you know, it could be a helpful a helpful way to, to not actually drop the quality that I think you're talking about there. Yes. <laughs> it sounds terrible to say quality, but you understand what I mean. It, it can feel like that. It's You don't want church to feel like a drag um, for the people coming. Uh, you want them to, you know, be keen to gather with God's people, even though it might look slightly different for a few weeks and leading into uh, to the next term. Uh, but can I put to you, there are a few important dates in term two, a few big ones that happen across the uh, term. And one particularly, you know, Scott, this year, I know you're very keen on uh, one day, but talk to us about those. Are you talking about the coronation of King That's Charles? exactly. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. That's the one. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an interesting one. Uh, um, yeah. What is, what's that going to look like in your church? I think for some churches, uh, there'll be an opportunity to make something of, of the King's birthday. Um, so remember, uh, I think, you know, Queen's birthday weekend, I think it differs in, in each of the states is normally in that June holiday period. Um, but this is actually not the, uh, the, the June long weekend. This is actually the coronation. Uh, is it, is there an opportunity to, uh, to preach the gospel in this? I know, I know some have already sort of led with this in some of their Easter campaigns, you know, the coronation of the King. Um, do you just choose to ignore it? Uh, again, thinking about your context, uh, thinking about your church. I mean, I used to go to church by the bridge. That's the Queen's. Well, now it's the King's Chapel. Uh, mm. You know, so so paying attention to that in that context will be will be important. There were people who might be coming to church that week uh, just because that's what you do. Again, I haven't looked at the schedule yet. Uh, I haven't got an invite from from Charles. Mm. Uh, I haven't. I, I'm not on the list. Uh, but the other thing I think to think of is it may actually disrupt you know some of your programs as well. Yeah, yep. I think obviously in uh, <laughs> Brisbane, you're not going to be celebrating it. Why? Well, because you're a Presbyterian. You're you not going to be thinking about. Yeah, but we're not all Presbyterians <laughs> in Brisbane. Uh, we we may or may not be. It'll be conflicted up there. But the other the other two Im- important dates you've got Anzac Day, twenty uh, fifth of April. It's on a Tuesday uh, this week. So again, think that'll be a, another long weekend. Uh, potentially there'll be a bit of disruption. Uh, but what are the opportunities? Um, you know, to make the most of that. Again, I, my local community, I uh, always go to Anzac Day. I try and drag the kids out of the bed early, early in the morning. It's one of those occasions where the local, uh, we've got a, a very large Coptic, uh, you know, Orthodox community here. Uh, that local minister always gets a chance to sort of step up and, and do the prayer. So how are you going to make the most of that or just be uh, aware of that? And then the other day is Mother's Day. Uh, you know, so often big days in church are Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day, um, it can be a great opportunity for people to invite their mums to church, uh, a great opportunity to do a whole bunch of, you know, socials and, and other things uh, to celebrate, you know, to celebrate motherhood. Now, recognising that, uh, it, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day are sensitive days for um, uh, for people who have had uh, estranged, you know, relationships with their kids or estranged relationships with their parents. Um, it's also sensitive for those uh, who can't have children. Uh, but it's it's still a great ministry opportunity, still a, a great day to make a lot of. Yep. Can I say there's two other things? These are a, a date independent that I think you want to be thinking into it term two as well. Um, these are about recruitment of people for the next year. Um, so you're probably thinking of two 
areas in this, um, if I'm allowed to go off, off reservation for just a moment. Uh, one is you, you are beginning to raise with people who might have joined you in term one, what it might look like to be involved um, in the future. Now, that may be term three, it may be the next year, but you're starting to, to flag with people how they begin to get involved. It's just all that, it's that membership work. Yep. They've done the course, but yep. actually now you've got to do the, the hard work of actually meeting up with them, yep. uh, talking about ministry opportunities, envisaging them for, for ministry and, and finding out how they're finding church. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one. The other one is thinking this is probably a, a, a full-time gospel worker. This is a an internship, apprenticeship, MTS kind of thing. Term two is the term where you are beginning to raise those conversations with people because it takes a while for them to move from you raising it to them committing to it. It's a big thing for them to do that next year. So term two is the term where you want to start raising that question, having one or two nights maybe where people can come, hear about what it might look like and to consider that for you to follow up. You can't do it in term four. It's too late. And, you and, want to start here. And we're not talking about something massive. We're talking no. about you know tapping a few people on the shoulder, inviting them to come over and maybe getting one of the ministry team to talk about you know, their story of how they got involved in ministry uh, and and putting the opportunity for full-time gospel ministry in, in front of someone. Absolutely. Any most churches where it's just you leading that church, it's just you doing it. It's dinner. It's a very casual conversation, but now's the time to raise it because it takes a while to process that. Yep. Um, and you're thinking in that moment as well of, you know, term three events like the uh, recruit conference that uh, MTS run, or it could be another local recruiting conference in your local uh, local state if you can't join the online one. Uh, but you're pointing people towards that and then also helping people go, well, we'd really love you to make a decision in term four so we can uh, help you raise support for this. We can also put it before the church uh, and, and you know, get you started on the, on the, on the, the train. Not urgent, massively important. Yeah. Term two. Helpful. Okay, Scott, as we come to the end of this, can I ask you, what is the one thing you want to say about term two? Don't take your eye off the ball. Term two is all about maintaining the focus. Alrighty, excellent. Okay, a few things in the toolbox. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, we've got an older The One Thing episode on Anzac Day and making the most out of that. Uh, so episode 175. Uh, the other key date in term two, one of the best things you can do is bring your team along to the Reach Australia National Conference, uh, 8 to 11 May. There, 800 tickets have, have been sold. Uh, we've only got 200 left. So if you haven't registered, register soon. Excellent. Can I add one more in? The Building Leaders Day, we're on. If we're thinking about recruiting, mobilizing church, contact us about the Building Leaders Day. Term 2 is a good time to start raising that for your church uh, in terms of thinking about uh, the following terms and the following years. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.